0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. And we're here to recap a wild Sunday of Week 12. Joining me to do so, as they do every single week for the rest of their lives, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's oh, up? I don't
1: even what the rest of our lives. Did we sign up for that? I'm just so hungover from Thanksgiving. That's the last thing I need to hear. Is I have to spend the rest of my life talking to Brinson on Sunday night.
0: By the way, we got another firing. We did an emergency podcast, of course, on the uh, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia firings on Saturday. By the and, way, I'm
2: sorry to interrupt you. You can you can provide this in a second. But when you led in with another firing, I thought you be like first we fired Sean Wagner McGuff, and now we're going to fire John. <laughs>
0: <Breith."> <laughs> we're going to get to Sean Wagner McGuff and how he he was fired by CBS several months ago for his terrible takes, uh, and yet still keeps sending them to a, a text thread with us. It's like, move on, pal. Come on. What are you doing? Uh, anyway,
2: I sidelined, I sidetracked you. Go ahead.
0: It's your fault. By the way, uh, speaking of sidetracking, if you want to keep focused, laser locked, keep the ball in front of you, keep your eye on the ball when it comes to the NFL, you want CBS Sports' daily NFL newsletter, the Pick 6 newsletter, curated, created, drafted, crafted by the one, the only, John Breach. Go to cbsports.com slash newsletters. And you can get four days a week of breach and like one day of rotated guest or Cody Benjamin. I read it.
1: Yeah. It is Cody Benjamin rotated guest. He handles it with class. Uh, it is a must read newsletter. I gave a winning parlay this week in the newsletter. That's one reason you should go in and read it.
0: What was the winning parlay?
1: Uh, it was three team money line with the Packers, the Giants, I think the Chiefs. It paid out plus 136. Nice picks. All-money ones. All-money wins. All money wins. You bet prop, the prop bet was Brandon Allen under on passing yards. <laughs> the prop bet was Kendall Hinton under on passing yards.
0: It was right. more, more interceptions than completions. Under on completions, one. <laughs> um, you won. You pushed. Uh, let's get to the football. We're going to skip the typical Sunday night recap that we like to open with because Sunday night was hot doo-doo, and we will get to the good football first. Chiefs, 27 Bucks 24, the Buccaneers cover plus three and a half, the under 56 and a half hits. Tyreek Hill goes B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-S. Are you spelling Close enough. 44 fantasy points, 58 in a, uh, in a league I'm in. I'm against him in a, in a, in a league that awards bonuses for long touchdowns and, and going over 100 points. Patrick Mahomes, 36 fantasy points. Tom Brady, 27 fantasy points. This game felt like a more dominant performance than the final 27-24 score let on. Tyreek Hill had 200 receiving yards in the first quarter. Mahomes and Tyreek were absolutely torturing Carlton Davis, just picking on the poor guy from Auburn. It is the most yard, most receiving yards in a quarter in the past 30 years, surpassing George Kittle from 2018, Kevin Curtis, of uh, Philadelphia in 07 and Lee Evans of 06. In 06 with the Bills had it as well. Remember Lee Evans? Um, it was one of the historically great fantasy games. I looked this up on, uh, cause I was being asked about it by some friends. I think it's like a top 25 all time fantasy game or somewhere thereabouts. The greatest fantasy game ever by a player, according to pro football references scoring, as you can sort that way. Clinton Portis 2003 for the Broncos against the Chiefs. When he ran 20, carried the ball 22 times for 218 yards and five touchdowns. The greatest game, uh, fantasy game by a receiver in the history of football. Who would you guess it is?
1: Jerry Rice, Randy Moss.
0: Jerry Rice, it is. What? Yes. 1995 against the Vikings. He had 14 catches, 289 yards and, uh, Three touchdowns. A three. I thought he had five. He. Held, I think he I had know. a five touchdown game, though, for okay, sure. I thought he
2: did. Yeah. Yeah. He had. A, he has a couple good games because I actually looked up uh, the most receiving oh, yards in one game. Do you know who who holds that record? Single game receiving yards?
0: Yes, Flipper Anderson. Right. Number
2: two is Megatron. And if you look at it that way, so Tyreek had two hundred three yards in the first quarter. I'm
0: really unimpressed by my quick Flipper Anderson answer. There. Oh,
2: I'm guessing you looked it up right
0: during the game. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Which was three thirty six. I think is what he had. Which is that's B-A-N-A-S as, as well. But in, in that light, Tyreek Hill just took off the last three quarters because he only had – I think he finished with 270 or something, maybe less than that. Um But, yeah, impressive. And you have to wonder what Todd Bowles is doing because this has been a recurring team where they play a lot of this, this zone defense.
0: Well, I think they were playing man against Hill on those big bombs.
2: On the bombs they were, but there's a lot of underneath stuff that yeah. I, I saw a lot of Buccaneers fans
0: complaining about, and he just seems – that said, I'm not changing. We talked about it last week. Well, we talked about it for the last three weeks, actually, because they have now unsuccessfully trotted out a defensive game plan for their specific opponents in three straight weeks. I mean, they got thrashed by the Saints three weeks ago when they played that soft zone. and Drew Brees just picked him apart. He just it, The problem is when you play Patrick Mahomes, you can't do what Todd Bowles wants to do, which is blitz and generate pressure. So your team has to get home by itself and if you play man, then these guys are just flying around. If you play zone, you just eat you up. I don't know if there's a good answer to stopping Patrick Mahomes, but the Bucs didn't have it either way.
2: They did a little better pressuring Patrick Mahomes later in the game. And that's why the, the Chiefs didn't blow the doors off. And also the, 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 um, offense on the Buccaneers side sort of got their act together, but the good news is their schedule is super soft the rest of the way. The bad news is I don't know what to make of this, this offense with uh, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady breach.
1: No, I think that, uh, it looks like everyone on the Buccaneers offense hates each other. Like they just go out there. Brady's yelling at someone when they're failing, you know, and then obviously, like you said, in the second half, they started to gel a little bit. Uh, I do think it's a huge advantage. They have a buy coming up. Look, Tom Brady's 43. He has been playing football for 12 straight weeks. There's nobody that needs a buy right now more than Tom Brady. And there has been, uh, you know, a little, it, it does feel like the offense isn't there's not a lot of good chemistry in this offense right now, so I do think that having this week off to kind of get their act together and say, "All right, we're seven and five. We have four games left. Our forty-three year old quarterback can take ten naps over the next two weeks before we play our next game. Uh, let's just step back, refresh." So I think the Buccaneers will be okay. And you know what? Tom Brady, as he did last week and last couple of weeks, he just made some dumb throws uh, downfield. We saw two interceptions. I think that's the most perplexing part of this, that Brady just keeps making these kind of boneheaded mistakes that you don't expect to see from Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, You know, I was, uh, saw somebody post something and I can't remember what book it's from. So forgive me, but it was pointing out that some former Patriots player pointed out that when Brady and Belichick were in new England, the Belichick would spend tons of time leading up to each game, going through game film with Brady and like basically giving him a, here's what the defense will do, or here's what you need to do with these certain looks. Here's what, you know, you check to, this is what, if you see this guy moving here, this is what it means. And I'm not saying that, that, that he can't, he didn't pick up how to do that. It means a really smart quarterback, the greatest quarterback of all time, but you wonder if week to week, not having Bill Belichick set that up for him, you do lose some of that edge. And these deep throws that he's sort of flailing at, are just it feels like a very Bruce Arians type of offense thing. We've seen quarterbacks in their first year routinely put up the biggest turnover seasons they've ever had in their careers. Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, um Jameis. Jameis. It's, it's all because of that Bruce Arians philosophy. If that first reason isn't there, go deep. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer did it, and they all did it, and now Brady's going to do it too. So I, I don't think that necessarily precludes the Buccaneers from making a run in the playoffs, but I, I don't. I have a hard time seeing how Tampa – Yeah, but the
2: whole thing are, was with Tom Brady, you, you're supposed to do more than get to the playoffs. Granted, they haven't been in the playoffs in a dozen years, I think. That's not the point. You don't bring great, in Tom what? Brady. You don't bring in Antonio Brown. By the way, they're one in three with Antonio Brown. That's not an indictment of Antonio Brown, but just maybe you don't need him with all those weapons. Uh, maybe you should try. Or maybe,
0: maybe, maybe don't mess with happy and don't you know bring a walking curse into your locker room. Or yeah, get on the same page
2: with the rest of your teammates first before you start bringing in randos. But uh, yeah, the idea is to make a deep playoff run, not to just to go to the playoffs and have a celebration.
0: Now, I think we can also say as we sort of look at this panic about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and their one and three record of the last four games, as Ryan points out. Yeah, two of those losses are to the Chiefs and the Saints, who are probably the two best teams in football right now. And the Rams. And, and they are good too. Man. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are three of the five or six best teams in football, right? I mean, I mean, but like the they only
1: scored three points against the Saints. A Broncos team without a freaking quarterback scored three points against oh, the Saints.
0: I to um, the, uh, the, a, yeah, I mean, I think for the Buccaneers, it is fair to be concerned. Their schedule is cake though. Their schedule is cake. They also are seven and five. They stack some wins. That's important, as we point out each and every year. Let me, let me put it
2: to you this way, though. If I told you in August, I said, hey, week 12, going into their bye, they're going to be seven and five. What what would you think happened over those 12 weeks? Would you be pumped
0: would, or guess, concerned? I would have guessed that Brady started a little slow, and they started to kind of put, put some wins together and got a winning streak. I wouldn't have projected it this way. I will say that – um I wouldn't predict, predict them to be seven and five. That's the whole point of getting Tom Brady, right?
1: Well, you would think they would have been better, right? A lot like, better, right? Okay, like ten and two or nine and three. Yes, that's all right. right. And Ryan, you said their schedule down the stretch is easy. Like if you would ask me two weeks ago, I said eh, four and zero is a lock after the bye, but I don't feel that way now. I think those are all. Who are, the, who say, who are the teams? Are you looking the at Vikings, it? the Falcons twice, and the Lions? Yeah, I mean
0: four and zero is like
1: I, I think eighty percent chance.
0: I mean, just to push back on that a little bit, if you had said, okay, the Buccaneers are going to come back, come into the season, they're going to lose to the Chiefs, get swept by the Saints, um, lose to the Rams and then lay an egg, a random egg, I wouldn't, that's not that crazy.
2: I wouldn't think they would get swept by the Saints. That's the whole point of getting Tom Brady.
0: James Winston could have gotten swept by the Saints.
1: You know, like <laughs> that's the first duck of the night. <laughs>
0: Yeah, all I'm saying is that, like, they're seven and five. They don't look, they haven't I played well. I can't
2: wait for Dick Vitale to, like, stick his head in Chris Collinsworth style one night. He's actually in your room and he's, like, doing the, the live dunk. That would, oh. that would make my night.
0: But yeah, to reach Breach's point, Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, and Atlanta to close out. Atlanta's playing pretty well. Minnesota's going to be tough. They
2: Atlanta is the master of crushing it when no one cares. That, that is
1: true. Yeah, and so you have to play them twice in the last three weeks. That's a bad thing when you're playing a team that crushes it when no one cares
0: because no one is going to care about the Falcons those final three weeks. Yeah. Uh, five and six, Minnesota and Chicago and San Francisco are the three teams on the outside looking into the playoffs. So for Tampa Bay, you just got really got to go two and two. You're not catching the Saints for the division.
2: Yeah, you're I mean, you have yourself with where do you want to end up traveling as well. So, I mean, that's a consideration, but. Clearly, you like to be playing good football at the end of the day, and they're yeah, not.
0: Good. I mean, you'd like to walk the Rams down and get the five seed and play the Giants or right whoever comes out of that division. But uh, yeah, Kansas City. Uh, no, all no disrespect to the ten and zero Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Chiefs are the best team in football right now, and that's because Patrick Mahomes is going to steamroll the the field for MVP. We should have bet on him at two to one. Should have bet on him before this week at minus 115 and now he's probably be minus 300 or something. He's so
2: good. He threw an interception this game and got called back. That's how good he (laughs) is.
0: I mean, he's, this is, this is is similar minus 350 now for Mahomes at William Hill. So Uh, uh, I I don't mind that, but I mean, yeah, you
2: left a lot of money on the table,
0: right? The two to one would be a lovely price for that right now. Mahomes did this last year down the stretch. He started to really pick it up in the second half, and, and you could see even though his stats weren't necessarily gaudy, he had a clear mastery of Andy Reid's offense. And over the last, you know, four games, I guess, he's been throwing 40-plus times per game. But the thing is they've needed
1: all of it because their last three wins have all been by three points or less, yeah. or four points or less. So they've all been close, and they've needed every – if Mahomes wasn't playing at MVP level, they could possibly lose all three of those games. So that's how crazy it is that he's coming through with these – uh, MVP-type performances
0: every week. So he has, over the last uh, four weeks, he has, let's see, just do some quick math here, 1,598 uh, passing yards. That's an average of 400 yards per game. He also has, uh, let's see, 14 touchdowns and one interception as he has surged ahead uh, in the league, completing a ton of passes for a ton of yards. Averaging a huge, like a, a plus eight or higher yards per attempt. It, it's almost, if he finishes out the season, he's the MVP. Uh, the question is whether or not the Steelers slip and let the Chiefs collect the number one seed or not.
2: Yeah. I think that's the, probably the only thing left to resolve.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'd like to, if you're Kansas City, you'd like to see your defense come together down the stretch too, cause it hadn't been a it. year ago.
1: Yeah. You know what? That the whole second half felt like garbage time. I, I, like I don't know if you guys felt the same way. It didn't feel like the Buccaneers were putting up huge yardage. It just felt like the Chiefs' defense was like, oh, it doesn't matter. It, it just felt like garbage time to me. I don't know how and else with, to with, say it. That I just wasn't impressed with anything the Buccaneers really did in the second half because uh, it never felt like the Chiefs weren't. It never felt like the Chiefs were going to lose this game.
0: They were twenty-seven
1: 27- late in the third quarter.
2: The Chiefs never felt like they were pressing, even when it was the three-point game. It was like, eh, okay. And it was funny because they had the ball. The Chiefs did. With three three minutes to go or whatever, three point game, and I got the sense that Patrick Mahomes knew he could get a first down whenever he wanted, and that's exactly what happened around the clock.
0: It, yeah, he it felt like a a cat toying with a mouse, which is crazy because Tom Brady and a pretty good Bucks team is on the other side of the ball. All right, let's move along. We mentioned the Saints, and uh, they are somehow maybe it wasn't a good day of football because they are the number two team, number two. Uh, little game that we've got lined up here to talk about. The Saints 31, Broncos 3. The Saints covered the 16 and a half point closing line, the under of 36 and a half hit, and the Broncos did not hit their shocking, shockingly low team total of nine and a half. Um, this is something out of the 1940s, 30s. I don't know what it is. Of course, as everybody knows, I think by now, um. I don't know if they do know. Okay. So what happened is in this game, um, the multiple, and this is a, a Mike Florio, I believe, reported this. Somebody reported this. Um, all the quarterbacks.
2: So Jeff Driscoll was in the room. They came in on Tuesday on their yes. update. Look,
0: look the Broncos point. quarterbacks.
2: Jeff Driscoll was diagnosed with COVID-19. The three of the quarterbacks in that room, uh, Brett Ripon, Drew Locke, and the practice squatter, Blake Bortles, were also in that room, close contacts. None of them were wearing masks, so they were all sent packing.
0: Well, week. apparently the Broncos spotted video of this and told the NFL about it. The NFL is like, put those mofo's on the COVID list right now. Why are they not wearing that? Not like I mean, I don't know how much that mask is doing inside of that room, whatever. But the point being is they were That's putting. On the so well, them. the little twist here is that apparently that video got to the NFL's hands
1: either Thursday or Friday, but the NFL didn't tell the Broncos until Saturday oh. that they were not going to have any quarterbacks on the roster. That's like you know, if you're the Broncos, you're feeling good. Oh, we haven't heard from the NFL yet. Drew, get ready. You're going to be starting tomorrow. All of a sudden, the NFL calls you at, like, noon on Saturday. Like, oh, yeah, all your quarterbacks, they're not eligible, so you guys got to figure something out because we're not postponing your game either.
0: Yeah, and it does seem like the NFL is sort of flexing on um, the Broncos and the Ravens. Like, hey, look. Wait a second, though. They seem to be flexing much
2: harder on the Broncos than the Ravens, who had 20 people at least on the COVID list, all because of their strength trainer reportedly not following protocols, and he was the – Again reportedly the super spreader. The Broncos had it confined to one room. They couldn't sign anyone. They couldn't I wanted them to be able to promote the the, the, the assistant coach guy.
0: They, they yeah. asked to let a um an assistant coach. They asked the NFL if they could have uh, instead of having Kendall Hinton, who was called up um from a uh, from the practice squad who, who's the assistant coach to the ass?
2: Can't remember his name. It's Ryan something. He was, he was like one of the, I think one oh, of the. Calabresi. Yeah. Because Rob he,
1: he knew the offense really well, <laughs> which is awesome. He was running the scout team offense in practice after some of the quarters, quarterbacks went down. I mean,
2: would he want to play though? I mean, do you, I don't even, I don't care if he's 25 years old. Do you want to be out there taking, taking a beating?
1: Yeah, you do. Okay. You get an NFL paycheck. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know if that Calabrese, works. Calabresi, uh, previously, I think he played at Central Florida. Central Florida. Yeah. All right. So he's got some game. So he and Blake Bortles are, he and Blake Bortles are probably boys. Um, Vic Fangio was asked about it. Said, I was disappointed on several levels that our quarterbacks put us in that position, that our quarterbacks put the league in that position. We count them to be the leaders of this team, the leaders of our offense. And those guys made a mistake. So Fangio actually tossed it right back. But again, Um, what, what are the different punishments for the, for the Broncos versus
1: the Ravens? I don't understand. Have we heard on that? uh we have heard that the broncos were not going to get postponed because the virus was confined to one room the outbreak was contained and the nfl had said before the season if that's the situation you just gonna have to figure out how to go along because there's no risk of the virus spreading during the game and you know if this had been the tight end room probably not a big deal because you have your quarterbacks but it was the quarterback room so that sucks Whereas the Ravens are on the same thing with the Titans, where you have this outbreak and you can't risk them spreading it to the other team. And so NFL keeps kicking the bucket down the road with the Ravens, hoping that uh, the outbreak will stop, which it has not, because on Sunday there was more positives. Was so, more
2: The yeah. so Ravens actually being more careless and less of the rule followers are getting more breaks. That's what well,
1: asking. well, they're only doing that because you don't want to see the Ravens get on the field. No, because I understand that. But if you have, well, they have like yes, the fourteen bigger, guys, fourteen guys about, who have the concern about the Steelers getting it. No, I understand they're concerned that. about that. And you only have sixteen practice squad players. The Ravens are almost at a point where they don't even have enough practice squad players to fill the spots on the roster that they lose because of COVID. So it's it's not. uh I mean, I, th- I think the Ravens will get a bigger punishment. As far as getting fined, yeah, uh, is. and potentially losing a draft pick then the Broncos will. But as far as playing the games, it, it's different situations, and you can't let the Ravens spread to the Steelers and the Steelers spread it oh, to the I get play all last week.
2: But you could understand why someone would be wins? About
1: the Ravens. What are, you, what are you mad about? He's a Steelers fan. They're playing the oh, Ravens it, on Tuesday. Oh, he wants to
2: be a The Ravens have five players. No, my, win. I would be concerned if I'm a Broncos fan watching the Ravens get their games moved back from Thursday. To Sunday to Tuesday and they have 50 freaking guys because one dumbass in the, in the strength room reportedly didn't wear his mask. Whereas if this was confined to one room and I understand the rules and what you're saying breach, but I could also understand why someone who's a Broncos fan who would like to wait, move that game to Tuesday or whatever and have their quarterbacks potentially be available. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I'll just say personally, I felt like the NFL was making an example of the Broncos. They're like saying, I I, this team's, I I, that's my personal feeling. Hey, this team's out of the playoff race. We'll let the other teams know. We don't want week 18 to happen. We don't want to push anything back. Uh, if your guys get COVID, you're playing and you're going to deal with it. And the Broncos were an easy team to make that the example.
0: I, I think that's a hundred percent what it is. people are like, how are they playing? People ask me all weekend, they're like, how are they playing these games? I'm like, look, man, they don't care. Would they, they would they, they play, play four and six?
2: They're not I mean, making, let me home. ask you this though. Would they have they enforced around. these rules if this were the Chiefs?
0: Um, their quarterbacks are I think they would up. have postponed the game. If it was right. Brady versus
1: Mahomes and Mahomes right. and the quarterback room had Absolutely. COVID, they would have pushed it back. I think so.
0: Right. I mean, it's, I mean, it also, I mean, part of the thing was like, Hey, look, you guys don't have a quarterback. Neither do the Saints. They got Taysom Hill running out there. Um, by the way, Kendall Hinton, one of nine for 13 yards and two interceptions. Unsurprisingly not impressive. Uh, Royce Freeman, the- By the way, little
2: scout report on, on Hinton. Played quarterback for three years at Wake Forest. Moved to wide receiver, head over- Durham native. Oh, nice. 70, over 70 receptions, over 1,000 receiving yards last year when Jamie Newman and, and, um, what's the other quarterback's name? Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, the kid who's now playing there at Wake Forest. But, uh, so he was undrafted. He didn't get invited to the combine. Some people thought he might get invited there. So he was put in a untenable situation. And the fact that he completed one pass is a testament to him. And the fact that he had to go out there uh, to big Fangio's point is, has to do with, you know, the quarterback's not following the rules.
0: Yeah. And Fangio said he did everything that he could. This is a big, big ask. I mean, he was promoted on, on Sunday. I started him in a fantasy league. So we pointed oh, at cool. It's negative 2.5 points. So that's, yeah. That's what I get. Uh the Broncos had 112 net yards on 43 plays. That's 2.6 per play. And the Saints, you know, I uh I saw a clip on Twitter of the Action Network guys talking about this game. Uh Matthew Friedman, who's their the fantasy labs uh managing editor, I think is his title, uh friend of the show. Um well, I'm a friend of their show, that's what it is. He he was trying to convince Chad Millman to why this is the bet that you have to take. He's like, listen you were going to look back on this and realize that this was the biggest free square in the history of football gambling, that you can take the saints minus 15 against a team with no quarterbacks. And he wasn't wrong. I mean, this, this was, this was a cover that like out of the gate, the saints were up, uh, the same, no, no points scored in the first quarter. The saints get, uh, up to 21 or excuse me, 17, nothing, And and it was and
2: that was it. That was it. Yeah, I mean, you knew the Broncos were going to put up a lot of
1: points. Yeah, we learned nothing from this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you could have bet at sixteen and a half, seventeen and a half, eighteen and a half, and it didn't matter. It was it was all the way up to twenty eight. And
1: that also tells you the bookies had no idea what to do because when they reset the it was at five and a half, and then all this news came out and it started at fourteen and a half. The Saints were right fourteen and a half, and it just shot up. What you said it closed at sixteen and a half. Yeah. Cause they just reopened it like Sunday morning. You don't see a, a point spread move two points when it's already that high to get higher, uh, just hours before the game. So everybody's pounding the Saints.
0: Yeah. People are hammering the Saints and, and as they should have. Um, uh, one other thing that's sort of important to note from a gambling perspective as it relates to these games for future reference. So like I had the uh, Steelers minus four and a half max bet, but they moved the game to Tuesday. Like after, after we heard on Thanksgiving night, we heard Lamar had COVID. Hammered it because it was already set for Sunday gets moved to Tuesday. All those bets get canceled. Oh, but okay. if you have, if you bet the Broncos minus five or the, the Saints minus five and a half. And then this COVID news broke and they played the game on the same day, you would have still, that bet would have stayed alive. And now in theory, like your book can come in and cancel it in certain instances, but probably getting that bet. So that's something to think about. As you're moving forward. If you try to get these, sneak these bets in with the news breaks. On COVID, um, Taysom Hill was fine. Nine of 16, 78 yards, one touchdown. His, his stat line was basically the same as Cam Newton's, who we'll talk about later. <laughs> the only stat you need to know about this game is that Latavius Murray had 19 carries, 124 yards and two touchdowns.
2: Also, I'm surprised Breach didn't bring this up because last year he said the Saints were going to get smoked in Seattle, but Saints backup quarterbacks are seven and zero without Drew Brees.
1: I brought it up on the YouTube oh. exclusive. Can't play the dunk music, Brinson. I said I learned my lesson, and I said I'm never picking against the Saints uh when Drew Brees is not on the field. Princeton heard it. I, I learned my lesson. I'm a fast learner.
2: Reaches the politician who releases the
0: scandalous information before the press can do it. Titans. <laughs> Titans know, that's exactly what breaches. Titans 45, Colts 26. Titans plus three covers. Of course, they won outright. Over 51 and a half hits. Derrick Henry had a monster game. 35 fantasy points. He had 120 plus rushing yards in the first half in route to you know, kind of a surprisingly down game. So 27 carries 178 yards and three rushing touchdowns. He was outstanding. He gets better as the season goes along. Philip Rivers, 21 fantasy points, Ryan Tannehill, 20 and uh Jacoby Brissett, the vulture at the goal line for the, uh, for the Colts. He had, three four carries three yards and two touchdowns does this change your mind breach about the future of the AFC South
1: uh it does you know what I absolutely I picked the Colts to win this game I picked them to win the first meeting I thought they looked better in that game uh in this time it was like two completely different teams and I really felt like the big difference here and you you know you don't always see this with one player especially on defense but DeForest Buckner being out of this game because of COVID, I think the Titans just said, look, we're already going to run Derrick Henry down their throat. Now we're definitely going to run Derrick Henry down their throat. And you could see within the first two possessions, there was no way the Colts were going to stop this, them this entire game. So Phillip Rivers was going to have to put up 45 points, which just wasn't going to happen. Uh, and so it became pretty clear the Colts just couldn't stop them. And the Titans, uh, man, they've got the kind of team that could, maybe beat the chiefs mm-hmm. uh, you know, we saw him play that close game against the Steelers. I, I, I think the Titans might be, you could second best team in the AFC. Is that crazy? Is that that crazy?
2: defense is the issue. That defense has to, has to step up and they've played better um, against Indy, but you mentioned no DeForest Buckner, no Danica Autry, no Bobby Okariki. So they had no one out there in the middle of that defense. And they were just getting steamrolled. And typically Derrick Henry whips up on unsuspecting teams in the fourth quarter you just have to forget it. I'm going to do the first quarter. I'm going to take the second half off. And um but I I like this team a lot because I think Ryan Tannehill is a really really good quarterback. Sure. And when you balance that off of Derrick Henry, who is really really good and no one wants to tackle, that's a problem, especially in December and January, but the defense isn't nearly what it was a year ago. They don't get after the passer. So if they can somehow magically make that happen, that's great. I don't know if they can. And if you can't get after Patrick Mahomes, you ain't you ain't beating Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah. Unless, unless you're scoring 50 points,
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a scenario where the Titans can cook up enough pass rush to get after Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it's likely What's that
2: scenario. We haven't seen it this season.
0: I, I'm just saying they have, they do have rushers.
2: <laughs> they have guys listed as F- they have.
0: Yes, I mean, like Harold Landry and Davian Clown. Uh, maybe not. You know, Breach. I kind of scoffed at your idea that Tennessee is the second best team in the AFC, um, but it's weird. So the AFC. Despite, you know, having multiple six-win teams on the outside looking in, overall, when you look at the current playoff field in the AFC, it's not that impressive. Mm -mm. You know, like the Titans are the third seed. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Tennessee, and Buffalo. Those teams are pretty good. I like the Titans better than the Bills, I don't even know if it's close.
1: I mean, it wasn't when they played on the field, 42-16. to Uh,
0: And then Cleveland, Miami, Indianapolis – I, I, I still think I like Indy better than Tennessee. Uh, you can and I could
2: argue that the Ravens and the, and the Las Vegas Raiders on the outside looking in right now are better than some of the teams that are currently in the playoff race.
0: For sure. And for the record, the Colts didn't have DeForest Buckner in this game. That matters a whole lot. Yeah. Me and Breach said that. I mean, I'm just pointing it out that that matters a lot. I mean, what are you grinning about Breach that you already said that? The, at Wilson calling,
1: saying you already said it. Yeah. By the way,
2: I'm sure you guys saw this, but on Twitter, every, uh, the only joke people were making is that, uh, the force Bruckner proved why he's why he's the AFC defensive player of the year.
0: Yeah. There you go. Uh, the Chiefs to win the AFC, Chiefs plus 130, Pittsburgh plus 260, Bills, Titans 10 to one, Ravens 12 to one, Colts 14 to one, Browns 20 to one, Dolphins 25 to one, and the Raiders 25 to one as well. The Titans are now minus 500 to win the division. Ouch. Colts plus 325. Colts have allowed three 100 yard rushers in three seasons under Frank Wright. Can you name them?
1: Uh, Derek Derrick, Henry, Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick
0: Henry
1: and somebody else, or is it Derrick Henry?
0: Derrick Henry. I know was so two three. of the three. All three Derrick Henrys. This is a, and this game, like I had a bunch of live overs in this game and it, uh, it was like, looked like it was completely dead. And then these like, like of these two teams scored. In like five seconds late in the in the in the uh, in the fourth quarter, like Rivers hit T. Y. Hilton for his first touchdown since 2019. Um, they go on sides, they don't get it, and then it's just A. J. Brown, 42 yard touchdown. How many? Well, yeah, well, because well, real quick, because Brenton, what you're saying, A. J. Brown, he here's it? how
1: slow it got. It was 35 14 at halftime. And you're like, oh my god, points are just flowing. And yeah. the third quarter, it's 38 to 14. There was only
0: three points, and you're just like, okay, well, well A. J. Brown recovered the onside and took it to the house. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, so I'm saying there was only a field goal the entire third quarter after the, the point explosion in the first half. And so it looked like it was slowing down. So anybody who took like a halftime over or whatever, and then boom, uh, the fourth quarter was just completely bonkers.
0: Yeah, it sure was three, uh, three scores in the fourth quarter. Look, Tennessee, Tennessee flex. Tennessee is when Tennessee is operating at maximum efficiency on offense, they are really, really good. But I, I'm with Ryan. I have just questions about their, and team. also
2: don't forget this team lost to the Bengals.
0: True. With Joe Burrow. <laughs> god I mean god, god imagine doing it with Ryan Finley and or Brandon Allen. That would be something. Yeah. Uh all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will get to more of the games. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and
0: affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. The bills defeated the chargers 27 to 17 Buffalo minus four and a half hits the under 51 hit somehow. It's a shootout early on. It just didn't hold on. Justin Herbert, your top fantasy performer with 18 points, Josh Allen, 17 points. Allen uh, suffered. What was, Looked like a pretty serious injury at the time. Uh, got rolled up by Joey Bosa, who had an outstanding game, and Allen was on the field in pain, limped off, and he ended up being fine. He came back in uh, just a couple. Matt of Barkley weeks. came in for a play and got plastered. <laughs> yeah, Matt in. Barkley drilled on a sack, and then um, Allen came back in. I don't want to belabor this point, but it's hard not to get away. It's hard to get away from it with the Chargers down ten. Mm-hmm. It, they, they have a fourth and 20, fourth and 17. They throw a deep ball. Herbert throws a deep ball. It's complete. There's offensive pass interference. Obviously you don't decline it. Uh, it's fourth and 27. They take another Hail Mary down the field. They complete it. They get the ball down at the one. They sprint up and I believe they spiked the ball, right? They didn't spike the ball on first down. Am I crazy? Whatever the, whatever the case was. This down ten with like sixteen seconds left. No,
1: no, no. They didn't. They didn't spike it
0: or call a
1: timeout. They called a run play.
0: No, no. They they didn't. So they didn't even spike it before. They just went up and called a run play. And they had no timeouts left. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen.
2: No, no. That's the second dumbest thing because the day before (laughs) Syracuse spiked the ball on fourth down as time expired. That's NC State won somehow. Won a football
0: on fourth down as time expired.
2: Right. That's what I said.
0: And I, I said, when
1: we talked about that, we saw Tom Brady botch a fourth down. This is like, you have a coach in your ear saying, he should have yeah. been saying spike it, spike it. Well, this is on the coaching staff. This yeah. is on everybody. Yeah. This yeah. isn't yeah. like You're right. You're right. one person try, losing right. track of things on the field. This is an indictment of everything the Chargers have ever done.
0: They ran the ball with 25 seconds left in the game off from the one yard line. And, uh, Austin Eckler, who was great in his return to the in return to action gets stuffed. Then their next play, they they, uh, they throw the like a I guess it's a pass to Mike Williams with eight seconds left. They basically wasted any hope they had of of potentially tying this game because you know with twenty five seconds left you you get a couple shots and then you're gonna maybe get an outside kick and maybe get a field goal like that's what you're hoping for. Um, this has been a recurring problem though. Under but then, but then it gets worse. So they go incomplete. Stop the clock. Incomplete again with six seconds left. With three seconds left on the clock, they try to sneak Justin Herbert up the middle on this, on second down, second down from the one yard, second and goal from the one yard line. If you watch the replay of what happened, Herbert is trying to sneak and all five of his offensive linemen are dropping back into pass protection sets. They had no idea what was going on down there. It was embarrassing and Anthony Lynn cannot be in charge of this team. He can't, he cannot, he is a terrible in-game coach.
2: I don't understand. I say this all the time, not just about the Chargers, but about every, almost every team. How do you not have someone on the sidelines whose job it is to do, if you're the the coach and you're in charge of everything, have your fingers on everything, don't worry about that. Let, let the, the nerd from the local university who loves football and loves stats, let him do that. I don't, why is this, why are we seeing this happen in 2020? Every year we talk about this, and it's it's idiotic and it's insane. And I didn't hear um, Anthony Lynn talk about it, but usually the coach gets defensive and, and makes excuses about stats or does the Dave Guttman typing thing. There's no excuse for the run. There's no excuse for ninety nine percent of the the end game and end of half mismanagement we see in the NFL. High school, I get it. The high school coach has to do, He has to line the field. He has to fill the drinks. He has to cut up the orange slices. I don't know why NFL teams and, and coaches. Sucks so much in in-game decisions in
0: critical moments. He he described this as completely miscommunication. That's uh, not was, okay. That can't happen. He was His his decision making clock. Wait wait,
1: which part was the miscommunication? The the no spike that your quarterback almost got murdered because he tried to QB sneak and the rest of the offensive line didn't know about it. The I mean, where was what, there was everything in the whole entire game? I
2: guess. So. It's infuriating.
1: Yeah, I don't even. Care about the Chargers. And imagine if you had bet the Chargers in this game where if they score on four different opportunities from the one yard line, they cover.
0: They didn't cover because of Andy Right. England. That's right.
2: they they always lose by one score. They couldn't even do
0: that right. <laughs> yeah. I got them live at eight and a half. Thanks, Andy. I was like, yes, this is free money. And then not. No, it's he, not. <laughs> he said, I would sit down and talk you through every one of our decisions. I'm not saying it's been perfect at all, but what happened today at the end of the game, that was miscommunication.
2: I would like to know what the specifics of the miscommunication.
0: When do, when are they ever not miscommunicating?
1: Like, I feel like that's every Chargers press conference. We talk about every game ends with them losing improbably and they lose by one score, except for this game when they should have lost by one score. And then you have Anthony Wynn just with his canned response because it's the same thing every single week. Without a swap rivers, it's not. It's just the Chargers uniforms, uh, perpetually lose by one score every week.
0: Hmm. What, uh, do we take anything from the Bills on this?
2: Uh, you know, Josh uh what um I'm sorry. Uh yeah, Stefan Diggs. He only had thirty nine yards. He was targeted seven times. Cole Beasley threw a touchdown, which is nice and that was fun to watch. I I would like you mentioned the Josh Allen injury earlier. I would like fewer hookie dookie plays with Josh Allen. That's what my seventh grade basketball coach used to call behind the back passes. <laughs> we, we
1: don't, don't need dooky. any hookie dookie plays. Hooky-dooky. Um, I specialize in hookie dookie.
2: Yeah. Well, so does Josh Allen He gets himself in trouble. I don't like him, yeah, hookie dookie. <laughs> I don't like him uh, doing too much and I, I get it. The athleticism, all that stuff, but he can get himself in trouble. I mean, follow the, the Patrick Mahomes blueprint, not the
1: RG3 blueprint in terms of getting clobbered when you run the ball. Uh, the- I, I thought the Bills defense real quick. Uh, I thought the Bills defense did a good job of keeping Justin Herbert in check because, you know, we've seen Justin Herbert light up some teams this season and he threw for 316 yards, but you know, 40 or 50 yards of that came on A hail mary at the end of the game, so really is closer to 250. And they really kept him in check. I was impressed with how they played. I actually thought
0: Herbert was going to dice them up.
2: To be fair, Justin Herbert had to play against the Bills' defense and Anthony Lynn,
0: so he was at a disadvantage. That is true. The Bills have the 49ers, Steelers, Broncos, Pats, and Dolphins remaining, and the team chasing them, the Miami Dolphins, who are four to one to win the AFC East, have the Bengals, Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, and Bills. This division is probably locked up. But hey, uh, the, the Dolphins, uh, also have Ryan Fitzpatrick who they trotted out against the Jets on Sunday in a, I don't want to call it a convincing victory because it wasn't that convincing, but they won 20 to three. Uh, the Jets ran Frank Gore 18 times. I, I, Brinson, what do you want from the
1: Dolphins? You just hate them. What do it, you did did, the did a Dolphin like personally offend you as a child? Did you go to the zoo and they were supposed to like do some tricks and, they didn't do any tricks.
0: Just, to stinks like the dolphin. Or no, like to, what does he say? To, uh, stinks <laughs> like the, the dolphin. dolphin. Okay, um, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> That's a pretty good snowflake. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to dog on the dolphins. They won the game. Good job. You beat a, you beat the worst team in professional football history. Um, and you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick was fine. Devontae Parker had another great game. Mike was a is pretty – I like Mike Kosecki as a player. Uh, they, don't, they don't have any run game. I just don't think they're as good as everybody makes them out to be, although the defense yeah, is pretty – They're good. They're good without a quarterback.
2: And Brian, Brian Flores, you know, he was asked again about whether Fitzpatrick or Tua, and he's, he's leaning on Tua. He
0: said, helping. yeah, if he's healthy, he's a guy. I don't know how many different ways you have to continue to say that. You keep asking, I'll keep answering the same way. Again, he's dealing with something with the hand. We'll take it day to day. Weird again, Brian Flores, because you didn't actually put him on the injury report when you pulled him out of the game for Ryan Fitzpatrick.
2: Oh, he got hurt this week at practice, uh, quotation marks.
0: So then he wasn't pulled for injury.
2: No, that's right. I think he said that. He said he was pulled for performance.
0: So, But he's the guy. It's all very confusing.
2: It is very confusing. And listen, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but if the idea is to win, the best chance to win the division this year, is it Tua or Ryan Fitzpatrick?
1: So it's Fitzpatrick. And let me just say this. So the dolphins were favored by seven points in this game. And I actually on our CBS sports site where we all make our picks, I originally picked the jets to cover, but when I heard that Tua was probably out and Fitzpatrick was going to be starting on Sarah emailed in as like dolphins cover pound, 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 because I feel like they're a much better team with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And so, I mean, do you want to throw away this year? Because you want two on the field or do you say we actually have a really good defense and maybe we shouldn't throw that away
0: and let's let Fitzpatrick play out the year. We'll get rid of him and let Tua handle things next year. Is it possible they panicked when they, it looked like the Texans might end up with the number one pick? And they're like, holy crap, what if we can get Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> like we got to get Oh, him.
2: oh, I think this year. I think my last year I was confused. Yeah,
0: I don't know. They were like, oh, my God, like what if, what if that picks our top two pick? And we have to decide, like, yeah, we don't know. Like we need to see what Tua's got. Yeah, yeah, Fitz isn't. I mean, Fitz has been fine. Like he's better than Tua. Right? Well, he was. They were three and
2: three, and he was completing seventy percent of his passes.
0: He was beating up on the easy teams. That, like they, he got the easy part of their schedule. Who ain't doing that? Who got Aaron Donald week one? And they won because of their defense. Aaron golf. At any rate, the um, the Jets are the biggest pile of trash. Speaking yet. of
2: Trevor Lawrence, do you think the Jets? And everyone's getting fired the last few weeks. Do you think the Jets are keeping Adam Gase employed just to guarantee the number
0: one pick? Yes. I, I've been saying that for weeks. Yeah. I think that's, I don't it. really think they're doing that. That's like a major league plot or something.
2: Why wouldn't you fire him then? What has he shown you that gives you any, I, I just that-
0: think Joe Doug, I think Joe Douglas is kind of boys with Gase, So they're trying to give me the until the end of the year.
2: Hey, get around and get them both fired. <laughs>
0: I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe they're waiting until Woody Johnson gets back and is in charge.
2: He doesn't have telephone overseas.
0: <laughs> well, Christopher, Christopher Johnson's is the acting. Send him a raven. The raven died. Maybe they're, maybe they're waiting to see what happens. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Ryan. They're 0 and 11. Their point differential is, um, it's negative 170. Is there any chance,
2: and we'll talk about the Raiders later? The Raiders laid an on Sunday. Any chance they play the Raiders next week? They can beat the Raiders.
0: Last week, I
1: would have said like five percent. I'm up to like twelve percent now. 12%. I think twelve percent is about right.
0: Twelve
1: percent chance they beat the Raiders.
0: Yeah, the Raiders. We're still
1: yeah. look ahead line on that.
0: Do, you, do we know? Who that is?
1: It's not just this East Coast thing. Obviously, we'll talk about the Raiders getting beaten down and taken behind the woodshed, but. Raiders went out to New York last season, lost to the Jets thirty-four to three. So they're a bit confident. The Jets won't be confident against many teams, but they'll be confident against the Raiders. I mean, they
0: throttled them. And, yeah. like- and
2: by the way, the Raiders were six and four when they lost this Sunday. They were six and four last year when they lost to the Jets. So
0: Raiders minus seven and a half.
1: No way at New York. Pound the Jets. Uh, that is the most the I'm- Raiders have been favored by in a road game since two thousand two. If that ends up being uh the closing number.
0: I I don't see how you can take the Raiders there. Yeah, Tom, so you either have to
1: take the Ra- Raiders by more than a touchdown on the road, or you have to take the Jets. Like, what a nightmare! Yeah,
0: don't. I'm kidding when I said pound the Jets. Exactly Under <laughs> no circumstances
2: do you pound the Jets.
0: Yeah, uh, Browns twenty-seven, Jaguars twenty-five. By the way, Debo cut sound for Adam Gase, and I couldn't download it, so I couldn't play. It. But it was like more, just like he's was actually Adam
2: Gase to- saying that he doesn't call plays, than sort of admitting that accidentally that he calls plays.
0: That's exactly what it was. How did you know?
2: I, I saw the clip earlier because, you know, like, everyone thought,
0: like, I wouldn't do that. Like, we well, don't... one of the B
2: reporters said to him in the press conference, the zoom call, uh, we stared at Dell Loggins, the entire game, the <laughs> offensive coordinator. He literally did nothing. <laughs> and Adam Gase is like, well, da, 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 da. I called the place by accident. Blah, blah, and you know. All right, we get it. Let's, How
1: insane are you that you're lying about who's nice. calling plays? Like, who cares at this point? It's not like you're on the playoff race and someone blew it today. You're 0-11. You have no future. You're going to get fired in four weeks. Like, who cares? Why are you lying?
2: If you said JoJo the monkey was calling plays from the circus, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I get it. That makes sense. Well, he said,
0: I was working on some third-down stuff, and then they said, what? Practice? What going you ladies? I was doing the two-minute thing. <laughs> the niner in there. there did you say get the niner in there? <laughs> Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? <laughs> Browns 27, Jaguars 25. The Jaguars covered the plus seven. Somehow the over 48 and a half hit. And both those things hit on a late garbage. Well, no, when it actually wasn't garbage time because oh, they had a two-point yeah. conversion to tie it up. Yep. And, of course, didn't get that. Nick Chubb, 23 fantasy points. Baker Mayfield, 22. Mike Glennon! Shout out Mike G, 21. James Robinson, twenty-one. Jarvis Landry, happy birthday, Jarvis Landry, twenty. The big story coming out of this game, though, is that the Jaguars fired Dave Caldwell immediately following the game. Um, the thing is, if they'd won that game, I feel like they would have fired Dave Caldwell too. Before uh, before we move any further, Pete Prisco would like to read a soliloquy for Dave Caldwell's tender as Jaguars GM. Oh, Dave. I knew you. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I thought you uh, had something. I was going to be quiet. I don't have anything. Uh, no, I, I texted Pete immediately. I said, sorry for your loss, Pete. everything's okay. He's like, you're real funny. Ha ha, yak yak. <laughs> uh, he's, he, he, he's been defending Caldwell for years. Caldwell finished, um, 37 like, and 86. 37 and 86. Oh yeah. Cause this, yeah, this one counts 37 and 86. Uh, as a GM of the just This one counts. Yeah. 50 <laughs> games level. under is not good. Is it? So here's the thing, like they only. Here's what actually Pete said though, if you want, if you want to hear it. Yeah, go ahead. He said, "This might sound crazy, but it shouldn't. The Jaguars GM job is a good one. Tons of draft capital, tons of cap room, likely landing Justin Fields. Plus, there are some impressive young players on this year's team. It's a good job."
2: I'm with him. I think it is a good job. You have a lot of draft picks. You're going to have the second overall pick. You could even have the first overall pick. Had
1: <laughs> the
0: job for 18 years.
1: Never win anything and still keep your job. Well, so right. Eight years Dave You need to bring in your own coach because there's no way the new GM's keeping Doug Moran.
2: Yeah. That, I mean, I would imagine that's be a stipulation, but so in that, those eight years Dave Coll was there. Um, Malarkey was a coach before he got there. He had the one year he fired him and then it was. Gus Bradley, who was a disaster, and then it was Doug Morone. Only one year did they have a winning record. That was the year they went to the AFC Championship game. That was also the year where they extended Blake Bortles the following spring, or the following winter, uh, January, February, three-year deal worth something to change, three-year, $54 million deal. Also, the previous 12 months, they didn't draft a quarterback. They took Leonard Fournette. They didn't take Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. They took Leonard Fournette with the fourth overall pick, and that, and Bortle's not working out is why he got fired. Cause I think if you look at some of the other draft picks, they actually didn't do a terrible job. Now it's incredibly difficult to keep people in, in Jacksonville. They complain and get traded out of it. And I don't know if that's his fault or not, but, um, you can't miss on a running back at number four and you can't take a quarterback, extend him. He's not good and also miss on Mahomes and or Sean Watson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had, he, they actually had a number of pretty good yeah. draft. Choices. I think Dave Caldwell will quickly find a job in the personnel department and, um, and probably, you know, work his way even maybe back into another GM job. But the reality is, like Ryan Pace in Chicago, you know, you whiff on the QB, you double down on the bad QB, and you're probably going to get fired eventually. And
1: you just talked about him possibly getting a good personnel job. One guy who, had a good personnel job, who I had no idea even worked for this team, was Trent Baalke, who's now the interim GM. He could be. I, I thought he did a good job uh, with the 49ers. Started in 2011 when Harbaugh got hired, took him with to three straight NFC title games, kind of built that roster. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe he ends up being a candidate for this job. But I had no idea he was working. It must be
2: incredibly team. awkward for, in this instance, Doug Marone. I don't know his relationship with Dave Caldwell. I don't know his, his relationship with Trent Balky But now that balky has been promoted, you sort of have to tiptoe around the office and be nice to him whether you like him or not in the hopes that it works out for you. And, oh, by the way, you have to win the rest of your football games and show some, some measure of improvement. And, oh, by the way, that still may not be enough.
0: I sort of wonder if uh, just knowing the way that things went in San Francisco and seeing how this has shook out. Cowell getting fired mid-season, which is very bizarre to fire your GM but not your coach midseason. season Like that's that's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's they, definitely weird.
2: He hired Marone, but it wasn't like Marone was setting the world on fire.
0: But why would you keep
1: one and not the other? Just dump yeah. them both, if exactly.
0: So I sort of wonder, and you think back to what happened in Jacksonville before this, um, with Tom Coughlin being brought in and taking over all the power. And then Coffin not doing the team not you know wins that one year and then in 2017 then it stinks again and Coffin gets kicked to the curb and blamed for everything. I sort of wonder if Trip Balky might have shot Conte here right now, and if that's the case, would he end up getting promoted from interim GM to full time GM? I that doesn't seem that crazy to me. We'll find out in January.
1: Yeah, I don't think it is just because he has had success
0: when you exactly you build a super bowl winning or super bowl um near super bowl winning roster and when you get promoted like that in the middle of november just something's a little stinky right there uh baker mayfield alternated between fantastic and woof buzz your girlfriend in this Wait, what? what does that mean that's a home alone reference ryan oh. it's
1: the holiday season get with the program fun
2: what? fact about Buzz's Fun fact about Buzz's girlfriend, the actual picture, yeah, it's actually a boy because they didn't want to put a, a young girl in that position to be made fun of. Oh,
1: that's a good fun fact. fact. So, there you go. Buzz, your girlfriend. Home Alone trivia right here on this podcast. actually yeah, watched I love love Home Alone the other night. Watched
2: every, I watched it every Christmas with my kids. Watch Home Alone and watch Elf.
1: And, uh... and Love Actually. <laughs> yeah, Love
2: Actually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you imagine? Uh, are you sure about that? Oh, About what? Buzz's girlfriend is actually a boy. Went, went. Brenton didn't believe you
1: was fact checking your fun fact. That is, why hilarious. would I like who, classic Brent story up?
2: Yeah, of course it's true, man. Come on, I just That's never true. heard that. Yeah, well, you're not the. Uh, uh,
0: you didn't even what? know the quote from Home Alone. I
2: heard it, but I was, it threw me off because it was out of
0: context. Who, who is Buzz? Why is your girlfriend here?
2: And then I dumped the. Uh, you just dunked on yourself because you got fun facted. Okay. Anyway, to uh, your point, Baker Mayfield. Is not he's a uh, game manager? Is that's that, is what, is. Is that what he is. He a ton of open looks. He, I he, mean,
1: what's like one tiny step below game manager? <laughs> that's that's Baker Mayfield. I don't even want. Equivalent manager. Like, like Alex Smith and his prime is a game manager. That, that's not, not that. even Baker Mayfield. No, he is not that.
0: Yeah, he he is regressed. Somebody, uh, on the Twitch stream, like, somebody was like, Baker had a huge game. I was like, he did. I went and looked like 258. He
2: threw, he threw a touchdown for the first time since week
1: seven. And he also um, missed the most wide open Richard Higgins. Could not have been wide. more wide open. He had no one within six yards of him in the end zone, which is almost impossible to do. No, no, and it was, it's not close.
2: The next gen stats said he was 10 and a half yards of separation.
1: It, in the end zone, where the end zone is only 10 yards long. So that this, for anyone who has not seen this play, you can now imagine it. 10 and a half yards of separation, in the 10 yard end zone. Uh, and Baker just whiffed. He overthrew him behind him. I mean, Higgins didn't even get his hand on the ball. It was such a bad throw.
0: Baker so, tweeted out after the game, I know it can be better and I will be. Job isn't finished. A lot of ball left. We're eight and three and not satisfied. That's the best part about this team.
2: That's what a boyfriend tweets out when he gets caught. That's what he, that's a texas he sends his girlfriend.
0: I'm not than. satisfied.
2: I know you're not satisfied. By the
0: Mike Glennon is the, the best chance for the Jaguars to not get the first of Rome.
2: He World. looked okay. He missed the throws, but what, I mean, what would you expect? He played better than, than Luton and, has and
0: yeah, uh, started yeah. in three
1: years. I thought he played well considering all things considered. He's way better than Luton and better. I think better than Minshew too.
2: If you did a ranking of quarterbacks you played on Sunday, he's probably 10th. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: better than Taysom Hill and Cam didn't. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty rough weekend for quarterbacks. All right. Moving along. To our next game. It's not a Greek. Wait, is anybody worried about the Browns?
2: They're the Browns, they've won eight games. That's a huge, uh, a huge step in the right direction. They're going to the
0: playoffs. They yeah. play
1: the Titans and Ravens in the next two weeks. Are they going to the playoffs? Yeah, they're gone.
0: So wait, they'll be, let's say they lose both. They're eight and five. Don't they, they don't they get your trash Bengals at some point?
1: No, then they get the Giants and the Jets.
0: Ah, then they're going to the playoffs. And yeah. then
1: they close with the Steelers. They're getting, They have to get a 10 wins. I don't know how they wouldn't. Uh, They might not get the 10 wins. They're going to be the Giants and the Jets and get the 10 wins. That would only be not. You don't think the Giants could upset them? They could, but that's why it's called an upset.
0: Colt McCoy could take the uh, Colt McCoy revenge game. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Colt McCoy's not winning
0: any games.
2: Maybe the Browns. I
0: I don't think it's out of the question that like the Ravens are still down 42 guys. The
2: Browns should sign uh, James Harrison
0: to face off against the Giants. Uh, I actually think the Browns could beat the Titans. I know we said on the the. I as,
2: Baker, the as Baker Mayfield pointed out last year, twenty nineteen, week one, Marcus Mariota dunked all over us. So let's take it down a few notches with the Titans talk.
0: <laughs> sure, they're going to beat the. Oh boy, they're definitely going to beat the Jets, right? Yeah, they're fine. They're going to the playoffs. Let's they're go. not losing out. They're not losing their
2: final. I'm, I'm I'm happy for Browns fans. That's where
1: I'm at on this yeah. first non losing season quenched. In 12 years. They
0: needed to win this game to make sure that they are in a good spot.
2: 2007. Romeo Cornell was the the coach. Derek Anderson was the quarterback. Brady Quinn was a rookie. Never
0: heard of him. Braylon Um, Edwards.
2: Kellen Winslow, Braylon Edwards. And that team still did not make the playoffs.
1: All
0: right. What game was I going to next? I
1: interrupted you so you wouldn't remember.
0: You're fine. Falcons 43. (laughs) Raiders 6. Man, we were really cursing some people with praise on this podcast. Falcons uh covered as three and a half point dogs at home. The under fifty three the the Falcons scored forty three points against the Raiders in the under fifty three hit. Man Unbelievable. <laughs> this
1: this was like uh totally you are talking up your spouse to everyone. She is the best. For, you're complimenting her. And then, like, the next night, you find out she slept with someone else. That that's is Brinson silly. and Derek Carr. I've never heard Brinson talk up Derek Carr my whole life. He spends the last two weeks nonstop. This is Derek Carr's early. He's finally playing well. And then he goes out and lays. I mean, this was it's a like, dinosaur every, egg.
0: Like, it's like you take like you take your spouse to the holiday party. She gets wasted, pukes all over the floor, and, like, <laughs> sleeps with the janitor. Like, that's. Yeah, dangerous. she pulled a Costanza. Was that yeah. wrong? Yeah. Was that wrong to do that? <laughs>
2: Was that bad? I yeah, that's right. And that's right. That's exactly what happens.
0: Um, the, the crazy thing about this game. So 43 to six, you're thinking, okay, okay, give me Matt Ryan's stat line. Let me know what Julio Jones did. No, he didn't play. Okay. Well, what did Calvin Ridley do? Uh, well, Matt Ryan, 22 of 39 for 185 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Ridley, the top receiver, six catches, 50 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Ish, uh, Ido Smith, 12 carries, 65 yards in a touchdown. How did they get to 43 points? I'm glad you asked because they had a
1: uh, – What do you say? It? Th- the Falcons only had 61 more total yards than the Raiders. So if you just looked at the box score, you'd be like, how in the hell did this happen? That's okay. what I'm saying. You look at the Falcons' stats, you're like, how do they have 43 points?
0: And the answer is a lot of field goals. In fact, five of them from Young-Way Koo. Nice. Youngway. way the, um, um, I don't even know what the Raiders were doing. It was so... Derek Carr was turning it was Derek off. Carr. Yeah, he yeah. turned
1: the... Turned, he had never... His career high for turnovers in the game was three. Turned the ball over four times in this game. Uh He lost three fumbles. I would blame two of the fumbles absolutely on him where very... He got hit, should not have fumbled. I don't even think that uh Kendall Hinton would have fumbled these balls. And that guy's only thrown one completion in his quarterbacking career in the NFL. And he just threw one of the ugliest pick sixes that you will ever see. And like as often as they turn the ball over in this game, the Raiders were in this until the second half. I mean, it was 16 to three in the third quarter. The Raiders were driving down. If they score there at 16 to six, if they get a field goal, 16 to 10, if they get a touchdown. But that is the drive where Derek Carr's pick six came. All of a sudden it was 23 to three and the wheels fell off the wagon. They're already kind of like falling off, but then they just completely. Here's,
0: came off. here's how their, all their possessions ended in this game. And they had a lot of them. Turnover on downs, fumble, punt, field goal, punt, fumble, end of half, punt, interception, field goal, fumble, fumble, punt, punt.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Good. Hey, by the way, our buddy Michael davis Smith tweeted this out during the game no one plays better once they're out of contention than the falcons 2018 they were four nine finished seven and nine 2019 they were one and seven and they won six of eight to finish seven and nine that saved dan quinn's job this year they were three and seven and now there's uh but they've won two of their last three or they actually won three of the last but four,
0: four. And two under Raheem morris
2: that's right so again if it doesn't matter the the falcons are your team and, so and that's are-
1: why
0: they're dangerous that's why if you're the buccaneers you gotta be a little worried you have to play them twice yes. They're giving up just 20 points per game since Raheem Morris took over, and uh, have cut their yards down by 100 that they're surrendering to opponents. 11 takeaways in their six games versus five in Dan Quinn's five games. Raheem Morris going to get a Raheem Morris needs a long look from somebody in this in this league. In I our just
2: league. explained to you it does not matter because once the games don't count, the Falcons show up. So I think you open up the coaching search.
0: I'm saying that somebody if like. Whether it's the bears or whoever it is needs to look at the lions. Look at Raheem Morris. He's a good coach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like Ryan's saying, then he gets hired by the Falcons, which is a curse in itself because then he starts 0 and 6 next season. Uh, and then, you know, and then they go 2 and whatever down the stretch and finish 8 and 8. You would, of that's, course, all Falcons
0: football. If you're an interim coach, you would always take the head coaching position if it was offered to you the following year, but you might be better off not doing that. Uh, the yes. Raiders, Raiders are going to miss the playoffs, right? They're in trouble. They are in trouble. They are three. in trouble.
1: But they play the Jets, so maybe they get the seven wins. They they have all very winnable games, but it's the Raiders, so you
0: could see them losing literally any one of these games, including the Jets game. Yeah, they're a very high-variance team. Packers 41, Bears 25, the Sunday night affair – not nearly as close as the score would indicate. It should not the the Bears should almost had a chance to get the ball back and go backdoor cover. That should not have been a thing. The Packers are my seven and a half covers. The over forty four and a half hits easily. Aaron Rodgers a fantastic game, uh, thirty three fantasy points. Mitchell Trubisky twenty four fantasy points. David Montgomery twenty fantasy points. Are we? Is this the game that got gets uh Matt Nagy fired?
2: Yes, uh, think. Yeah, I think we have the same conversation that the Jaguars had. I think it started a little higher. Well, I think Ryan Pace is probably toast too. Well, why would Matt Nagy? Matt Nagy didn't draft. I don't think he did, right? Didn't if, come after if you're firing Pace?
0: You got to fire Nagy.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Nagy doesn't do anything for me, but I don't know if he. Let me put you this way: Who can fix? If Mister Biscay played for the Chiefs, he would look exactly the same, and the Chiefs would be a four-win team. Is my
1: point?
0: Uh, well, I would. I disagree with that. What which, which part? I think. Andy Reid would be getting a lot out of him, Mr. Trubisky.
1: Why? All right, Ryan, here is why you get rid of Matt Nagy. He's never won a game off the bye. He's reverse Andy Reid.
2: Okay, fair enough. But, I mean, do you think that Andy Reid's getting a lot more out of Mr. Trubisky? Yeah.
1: Yes. What, what,
2: you- what gives you that sense? Like, what the, have you seen from 40, Mr. Trubisky? 30 years of Andy Reid coaching. If you can't hit the broad side of a barn, it doesn't matter who your coach is. How many inaccurate quarterbacks has Andy
1: Reid had and been successful with? I mean, do we have to go down the list of 2009 you know, to 2012
0: list? Eagles? It, it, step, step in here and explain to Ryan; he's lost his mind.
2: I'm somewhere in between. Where Where are they at? If they have Mitch will with Andy Reid?
0: I mean, they're not. They don't have a Super Bowl. They're not coming off a. Super oh, this Bowl. season? Have he played this season? Oh. I just said that'd be a four win team. You said, now that's crazy. Oh. They're 10 and one right now. Five wins with Trubisky.
2: Oh, my bad. I was off by one game. I,
0: I think they're a seven and three team.
2: You're cra- you're smoking crack. Okay. <laughs>
0: butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I'm smoking butt crack? <laughs> you didn't say that when you were little? <laughs> I mean,
2: I fully believe in the power of Andy Reid. Like Donovan McNabb had stretches of
1: inaccuracy, and, and Andy Reid definitely boosted his career. You won a game with Kevin Cobb and, and Kevin Cobb in two thousand nine? Yeah, what are we talking about here?
0: You want
1: a game with Chase so, Daniel uh, in twenty thirteen? So, so, you said you said a game. Brent
0: said they would have. That's seven the, that's on the, the only game them. these people started. <laughs> the look, the the Bears are five and six now. They are in free fall. On October twenty sixth, the Bears were the number one seed in the NFC.
2: Yeah, know.
0: you were antagonizing Sean and others about that. Now they're very much on the outside looking at out the playoffs. They're not going to the playoffs. They're not going to win another I mean, game. I've been saying that for weeks and months. can't win without a
2: quarterback.
1: Although the guy they have Ryan, you some, don't think they're going to win yeah. another game? They still have to play Detroit and Jacksonville.
2: Detroit just got rid of Matt Patricia. <laughs> and Jacksonville has Mike Lennon.
0: I, here's your, like, this team has got this team has some
2: weapons. Who is going no to get the yeah, ball? Khalil Mack is a weapon. Roquan Smith is a weapon. Allen Robinson's a stud. What planet are you two on?
1: Have you seen – did you see Mr. Trubisky play today? He threw Mitchell two to the He's not going to win any – yeah, he's not a good quarterback. Yeah. No one disputes he's, that. He's, no he's, one's he's disputing that. Yeah, well, what are
2: you talking about? They have good weapons. They're, they're a terrible football team. So what if they have good weapons if no one can throw on the ball?
0: He spent the first year of his career having John Fox teach him offense. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was sitting on the bench. Where are you going with this point? I don't know what we're arguing here. <laughs> I mean, your, your Chiefs thing is just ridiculous. Just sidetrack the whole discussion. So, what's going to happen with the Bears after the season?
2: It's, they're a four win team with Mr. Biscay and can't. That's not even. Our, that's not point worth. So they
0: have let so Andy Reid wins less games with Mr. Biscay than, than Matt Nagy. Oh! Oh! I, with Matt Nagy, it's how, I think you meant like with Matt Nagy as the Chiefs quarterback.
2: No, he moved. He went on to Nick Foles. That's how much he loved Mr. Biscay.
0: What are you talking about? Okay. What happens to the Bears after the season? <laughs> you clean house. I think it's a clean house. Yeah, except you
2: know, in your case, you keep you keep, you extend Mr. Bisky, but everyone else cleans the house.
0: What are you talking about? I mean, Matt Nagy is definitely above five hundred still. What do you? He's five and six. What are you talking about? On, for his, for his, his uh,
1: career with the uh, Bears.
0: Oh, who cares? You got you got you're so defensive now that you. I mean, he's. He is seven games above five hundred for his career with the Bears. Because he went twelve. I feel and like four. am I talking I feel like I'm talking He has
1: regressed every year. He's gotten way worse every year.
2: Like, we started this conversation by saying Matt Nagy should be fired, and I was the one that said, well, I think we should start at the top. And now it's me defending Matt Nagy. I, I don't even know. Brenson, you do you do a drug test. <laughs>
0: what are you talking about? Ryan Pace, they should fire both Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and just move on and reboot it. That's yeah. what they should do. I don't know if they will do it.
2: The problem is they, they have like a middle of the first round picks. So they're not going to be able to get anyone.
0: I don't see how you give Ryan Payson a chance to hire a coach. Uh, I wouldn't, but
2: did he hire John Fox or was John Fox already there?
0: I think he hired John Fox.
2: He couldn't have done Fox
0: is only there one year, right? I can't remember.
2: I had totally
1: forgotten they'd get, they get. That's him. why we need our resident Bears expert, uh, bleep. Uh, Fox is there Bleak. multiple years
0: because he was, uh, um, he's there three years. Sorry. So yeah. So Pace came in after Fox had been hired. Cause I think Phil Emery hired John Fox. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, right, who cares? About
1: Pace that? came in in 2015, and so did Fox. All right. So they came in together. Right.
0: right it's time to get for Ryan Pace. And I yep. think he's just collateral damage. Why are we wasting our time talking about this fraudulent clown Bears team? I've been, t- I told y'all Bears fans for weeks. Some of y'all knew what you were talking about. Some of y'all listened. This team is fraudulent. You're coming after me. You're coming after my family. You come after and Forest family, his dog trying to get riled up on Twitter saying that the bears are legit and that we will be taking it on the chin every time the bears win. I'm about to spend the evening or we have done with this podcast hunting down those goobers in my DMs who said stuff to me. I'm going to remind you that the bears are now five and six. You're frauds. It's over. It's over. Is Aaron Rodgers at five to one uh, worthy of a stab for MVP? Yep. Ooh, why? You think so?
1: What do you mean? Yeah,
2: he's balling out.
1: He wasn't second on your ballot last week, Ryan. Because that was last week, wasn't it, John?
2: Oh, oh
1: He was second on my ballot.
2: I love that breach ducks on someone, <laughs> and his his first reaction <laughs> is for to second place.
1: <laughs> no, you start raising the roof like it's nineteen ninety three. <laughs> yeah, but you can only see that on the YouTube special. There you go. It's not actually the special every week.
0: Are the Packers the one seed?
2: Yeah. Because if you look at the schedules, that's why. The pat the uh, Packers don't have to play anyone and the Saints have to host the Chiefs.
1: Saints aren't being the Chiefs. And you I, know mean, th- I feel like the Packers they still have to play the Titans. I don't think that's a lock. So but there's a better chance they beat
2: the Titans than I think uh you don't know what the situation is with a quarterback in in New Orleans having to play Patrick
1: Mahomes. That's true. But then you just tie them if they both and,
2: only Well if you if they both have the same record.
1: The Packers have head to head. Exactly.
2: That's true. And I think the Saints would much prefer they don't want to go to, to Lambeau to play in cold weather. Especially with Drew Brees. You don't know what condition again he's gonna be in. While playing in New Orleans is probably be a little easier, especially with no crowd if you're Drew Brees. I am
1: mean, sorry, uh Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Ryan all agree. Packers one seat. You heard it here first. There you go. Um I know Brent's
0: gonna say the Bears are gonna win it all, but go ahead. I was making fun of a Bears fan on Twitter. That little dude that tweeted out there. They're from- oh, you
1: mean the tweet I dropped in Slack?
0: hey buddy, how you doing? <laughs> um I'll take the Saints. But yeah, sure there's a good argument for the Packers winning it. I are the are the can the Packers win the Super Bowl? They can.
2: They're playing I'm better. There? They're, they're young, um, on the front and on the back end, but they're, they're getting better. Uh, you know, one thing that would help them is, uh, Will Fuller, but apparently Aaron Rodgers feels no. differently. All to right. Him.
0: Moving along to the next game. <laughs> moving along to the next game. Why there so many stupid games left? Patriots 20, Cardinal 17. The Patriots cover as home dogs, the under 15 and a half. <laughs> Laughably easy. Kenny Ken Drake is your top fantasy performer. Two rushing touchdowns a game-winning kick for Nick Falk to uh, to give the Patriots some life? In the- no,
2: no life for them. And, you know, I made fun of you guys about the Vikings thing. I don't know if the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, but the Cardinals need to get their act together.
0: Yeah, Cardinals, I think the Cardinals, and Breach and I talked about this in the early lines, look ahead, I think they're going to get curb-stalled by the Rams.
2: Ah, I don't. You guys have a lot more confidence
1: in the Rams than I do. I don't the Rams defense
0: sure. is such a bad matchup for Kyler. And DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Fair enough. But... And Sean McVay has never lost to the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, I mean, all those things I can buy. I'm just not the, the Rams just don't do much for me because of Derek Goff. That's the only reason why. I agree about the defense and you know I yeah. love Up and I love Robert Woods and all that. But
1: Jared Goff is the NFC Derek Carr. Where you're just one week you're like, Oh my god, how does That's this good. guy have a job? And the next week you're like, Oh my god, they could get to the Super Bowl with him. It just it flip flops every single week. Uh, and Sean McVay – oh, we're talking about the Cardinals, so I won't talk about Sean McVay right now. Uh, but I, I will say about the Cardinals real quick is that – It seemed like Kyler Murray was very timid in this game. We saw it last week after he suffered a shoulder injury where he kind of hesitated to run the ball and it felt that same way here. And if Kyler Murray isn't running the ball or isn't looking to run the ball as often he usually does, that's a whole dynamic their offense loses. And they're, yeah, they're not as good. So Wilson, I think you and I actually both picked the Patriots to win here. And my reason for that is because I thought Kyler Murray might still play, be a little hesitant about running the ball because he didn't want to get that shoulder seriously injured. And that's what it looked like. He was a very pedestrian quarterback in this game. Uh, and if I'm a Cardinals fan, I am very, very concerned about their chance to make in the playoffs.
2: And by the way, I don't know if you mentioned it, Brinson, but, uh, to re- reiterate what I said earlier, Cam Newton had Taysom Hill numbers, nine of 18, 84 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. Uh, yeah, he, he ran for 46 yards, which, uh, including that run in the zone.
0: Oh my god! I lost that prop. Oh, I
2: thought I won that. Oh, anyway, he ran 46 yards, including the the run at the end there, where Isaiah Simmons hit him borderline out of bounds, but he went down pretty hard to set up the game-winning kick. I I, did, I think that was the sequence. But yeah, uh, the the Patriots ain't going anywhere. But the the Cardinals need to wake up or or get healthy or whatever the reason is, or they're not going to be going anywhere either.
0: Yeah, Cardinals now six and five. They're number seven. It's hard to imagine they would have missed the playoffs. I mean, the good news for them is that. The only team that can the only two teams that can catch him. Well, three teams. San Francisco. That's the team you have to worry about, I think.
1: Yes. then the Vikings. Too. I think the Vikings are a team you have to worry about.
0: Yeah. Vikings lost last week. Did they lose you the last week that we couldn't believe?
1: The Cowboys. Yeah. I mean come you on.
0: Just beat the Cowboys and you are Gold. in a position to steal it. Yeah,
1: but the Vikings. the Cardinals lost to the Lions, the Panthers, they've got some That's why they
2: got
0: problems. But I think Murray is like I he's he's dazzling. His highs are really high and his lows are and by the way, the tiebreaker for me is the coach. So
2: who are you taking? Mike Zimmer, Kyle Shanahan, or Kirk, uh, uh Cliff Kingsbury?
0: Kyle Shanahan. Right. Is Kyle this Shanahan, for like can. hosting
1: the Bachelor or like going to the playoffs?
0: How many well, games? Well, well, uh, so let's see, what is the Cardinals, Cardinals schedule? They have the Rams twice, right?
1: Yes. So they have the, the Rams, Rams
0: twice. twice. 49ers once and then Giants and Eagles. Are they going to finish eight and eight?
2: Yeah. What do the forty nine ers have? Breach. You looking at
0: it?
1: Forty uh, nine ers have the Bills on Monday Night Football in Week thirteen, and then they have Washington, Dallas, Arizona, and Seattle. Well,
0: let's I'm, get let's to the forty nine ers because they uh, they pulled off a huge upset. But we all we all agree the, the
1: Patriots aren't getting back in it, right? No, they're not. Yeah,
0: too much, too much uphill. Um, the uh, by the way, the odds for the division: Seahawks minus one hundred and sixty, Rams plus one hundred and sixty, Cardinals eleven to one. 49ers, 42 1. Hmm. The 49ers pulled off a massive upset of the Los Angeles Rams 23 to 20 in San Francisco, you know, in Los Angeles, because you can't play football in San Francisco these days. The 49ers want to finish their games, finish the season without, more than likely without playing any more home games. They'll have to play in Arizona because Santa Clara uh, County won't allow them to play their home games. Debo Samuel, after being mocked by Aaron Donald this past week, Went off 11 catches, 133 yards, um, from Nick Mullins, who had a okay day, Raheem Mostert rushed for a touchdown. Uh, it was really the defense that just completely locked down Jared Goff here. And well,
2: Jared Goff was throwing moon balls. Richard Sherman didn't help either. Yeah. Talk about bad interceptions this week. That was one of the worst interceptions I've seen in quite a while. I say that every week. But that was a bad pick.
0: Terrible. Um, are the four, the four niners are back in it. This game flipped everything.
2: That's why I struggled to get on the Rams bandwagon because of Jared Goff. That's where I'm at. And again, I feel much better. Head to head, I love Kyle Shanahan even versus Sean McVay.
0: Absolutely. It's wild that the Rams beat the Bucks on Monday and then why? just come out and then come that's, out and do this. That's what the It's a was, short week, you had
1: to fly across country to get back home. I mean They got curb stomped by the, the Dolphins.
0: You just don't know which team's showing up. That's the that's the whole point. Right. It's it's concerning. It's wildly concerning. Now the Rams are seven and four, so they're probably in good shape. Yeah, there's no way they don't make the playoffs. And they also have the Cardinals, Patriots, Jets, Seahawks, (laughs) and Cardinals again. I think they will beat the Cardinals. I think they'll sweep the Cardinals. I really do. That's bad for the Cardinals. It's bad for the Cardinals. The 49ers schedule, as Breach pointed out, Bills, Washington, Cowboys. Cardinals, Seahawks. What does the playoff picture in your mind look like in the NFC? Uh, we're assuming in this scenario that Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans all get in and somebody comes in from the NFC East. What, does the, what do the wild cards look like?
2: You know what? I mean, we're talking about the Vikings a little bit later. They have not impressed me the last few weeks. They lost to the Cowboys and they struggled to win the game on Sunday that we'll talk about. I'm sort of leaning towards the 49ers. The Cardinals we seem to be really concerned about for, for obvious reasons. But I think if any team is going to surge, it ain't going to be the bear, uh, the bears who are in the mix in that conversation on the outside looking in. Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers. It would be high comedy if the Lions at four and seven time so make their way to the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, that ain't happening. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I agree with Ryan. I think the 49ers seem like the, the, the seventh spot. I feel like all of us feel like the top six spots are probably not a lock, but pretty close to it. And so you have that seventh spot and you have the Cardinals, Vikings, 49ers, and, and not the Bears, as we said, because the Bears aren't going to win any more games. Or maybe win one more game go 6-10 and 10 if they're lucky. Uh, I-, I feel like the 49ers are probably the best option there too because you look at the Vikings. The Vikings have to play the Buccaneers. They still have to play the Saints. And if they somehow win both those games, uh, I-, I just can't see them getting more than eight wins. I think the Vikings probably finished eight and eight. So it's 49ers or Cardinals. I'm going to
0: go with the 49ers. 49ers get the bills at home on Monday night, or I guess the bills in Arizona. I keep forgetting that Um on Monday night. That's just feels like a game where Kyle Shanahan's going to coach something up and they're going to steal that game as, as a, as a three point dog.
2: Should the 49ers petition the NFL to, to make the bills fly around for an extra hour and a half. So it simulates flying all over the way to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. so They get the advantage of the travel
0: good idea uh I think they could take Washington obviously I mean like <laughs> well I would just say like it's not I mean like that's a coin that's a toss-up game but they can hit <laughs> big bigger business they should slaughter the cowboys
2: Wait a second, like you're, like the, it's a toss up with the football team, but it's, it's a slaughtering of the Cowboys. Just okay,
0: I don't think Nick Mullins is going to definitely like obliterate the Washington That's true. The defense. Okay. I was just thinking yeah. more like that. Well, that's so.
1: the other, that's the wild card is that Nick Mullins, you don't know what you're going to get from week yeah. to week. Like some weeks he looks good.
0: Uh, now, Jimmy, Kittle, Jimmy, Jimmy, Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle can kind of come back. Yeah. If you, if you're, if you're live for the, for the fantasy playoffs and somebody dropped George Kittle, go grab him. Stash him on IR. If the
1: 49ers rebound and make the playoffs with Nick Mullins.
2: Then, you, that, trade, you, then you trade for Matthew Stafford now. I'll Kyle you.
0: Shanahan,
1: what? Coach of the Year. That's a lesson. No, I was going to say, what does that mean for Jimmy Garoppolo? It means exactly what you think it means. Trade
0: for Matthew Stafford. I love it. Um, they, they can easily win for their last five games.
2: Not easily, but they, as Breach noted, we like their chances.
0: But if, if they win for their next five games. And they finished 9-7. and seven. They're in. Probably getting in. Crazy. All right, Vikings, Panthers. You mentioned the Vikings as a possible other team to sneak into the playoffs. I don't know how the Panthers lost this game. And this I quit comes, watching.
2: And this comes a week after the Vikings
0: lost to the Cowboys. The Vikings should have lost this game. They were down. Uh Carolina had the ball on Minnesota's three-yard line. First, he missed
2: a wide open.
0: And, and D.J. Moore got hurt.
2: But even still, if, D- if Teddy hits the – who was did
0: he miss the pass to? D.J. Moore. He got him hurt.
2: Oh, I got hurt in the process. Got the pass you. is
0: so bad he missed him and he got hurt. And then they couldn't get in. They kick a field goal, Joey side field goal. Vikings go down, score, go ahead, touchdown. It's crazy. I have no idea how that happened.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, the Vikings got lucky, took, took advantage of the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I didn't watch a lot of it. Thirty-four for forty-five, three hundred seven, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That looks good on paper. I don't know if he if he actually played that well.
0: Yeah, he, it- he played pretty good. I mean, no Adam Thielen in that game. Dalvin Cook got banged up. Uh The Panthers did a great job uh, stopping him from running the football. And Justin Jefferson, thirteen catches, seven catches on thirteen targets. He that kid is such a star. I think that Justin Jefferson could be uh the in year. the
1: conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year and maybe end up winning it because we've seen Justin Herbert kind of regress. Who would have thought it would be two guys named Justin? Uh, but we've seen Herbert kind of regress over the past couple weeks, and Justin Jefferson has been the best receiver. I mean, he was so good in this game. Uh, He brought the, the one touchdown he scored, the second touchdown he scored, cut the lead to 24-21. It was a much-needed touchdown and the other thing the Vikings defense actually played really well here um you know the Panthers scored 27 but two of those touchdowns came from Jeremy Chin who became the first player in NFL history to score a defensive touchdown on consecutive plays Uh, consecutive snaps that was literally the craziest thing that happened this game Kirk Cousins fumbled Jeremy Chin returned it 17 yards for a touchdown uh, Panthers kick off. Next offensive play for the Vikings, Dalvin Cook fumbles. Jeremy Chin returns at 28 yards for a touchdown. Boom, all of a sudden, a 10-7 game at halftime where the Vikings were leading is now the Panthers leading 21-10, and their offense hadn't even stepped on the field in the second half. I mean, just it was total craziness. The Panthers had a field goal blocked, and Joey Sly just shanked a potential game-winning field goal like I've never seen in my entire life uh, from
0: 54
2: yards no. out. Yeah, at least it was, at least it wasn't like a 25 yarder.
0: Is, that's uh, is Jeremy Chen the defensive player of the, defensive rookie of the year? Yeah, I think should make, make, make the argument
2: conversation. I mean, he's in there, but that defense stinks. So that's just, a yeah. Right. Playing better, but they're, I mean, they, they held
1: never, Dalvin Cook to 61 yards.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, that can be as part of his acceptance speech. He
1: scored two touchdowns in back to back plays. Yeah, I know that, but it's not. No it, player in NFL history had ever done that, Ryan. He'll
0: definitely be. Not NBA, Chase Young, mofo.
2: He'll be, he'll definitely be defensive player of the week, but I don't know if you want to give him the whole award just for one game.
0: I'm just saying he's been really good this year. I do. it's very
2: disrespectful. Disrespectful of breach, not to mention Chase Claypool has 10 touchdowns as rookie of the year, but whatever.
1: Uh, did Chase Claypool do anything yes. that no player in NFL history has ever done?
2: Like Justin Jefferson didn't do? That you just p- pimp? Well,
1: I was talking about Jeremy Chin. That's oh. right.
2: Thank yeah. you, Kevin Harlan.
0: Uh I, Yeah, so the Vikings not dead. They have the Jaguars next week. Where's that game? In Jacksonville,
2: they're gonna lose it. I'm calling it now. Don't, pound I'm the calling. Jaguars. Don't don't pound the Jaguars.
0: <laughs> Everybody if,
1: who listens to this podcast and takes Ryan's tips, they're gonna be living out like in a, an alley somewhere with an "I hate jet. Ryan Wilson" T-shirt. I suggest the Jaguars win. Who else pound the, the Jaguars? Jets Jets?
0: Bears, Saints, Lions. Have to think that three and two is the best the Vikings can do. Yeah. I
1: think four and one's the best.
0: Well, For I you? mean, five and O is the best, but I think. No, they're like, not going, they, going five
1: and no. That's not positive. It's not happening.
0: Probably. I still
2: think, I, I like, I, I don't know what the playoff odds are, if they're updated or whatever, but I think the
0: 49ers might have better playoff odds. Just sort of gut feeling it. Wins over oh, Wilson so The Vikings, I mean, you got to the nine wins. I think the Viking the Forty Nine ers have a better chance of winning four games than the Vikings.
2: Yeah, that's where I'm at.
0: Also, for um, San Francisco, one of their wins is a get would be against in theory a team that they're trying to catch. Right, and that's a that's a huge benefit. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think San Francisco. If I were picking the, the the seeds right now in the NFC, I think I would actually have the Rams win the division. And I would have Seattle, Tampa Bay, San Francisco as my wild
2: I don't understand that. All right.
0: Crazy. Uh, All right. Let's move along to the next game.
2: Is there one left? Is it the Bungles?
0: left. It's a terrible game. Giants 19, Bengals 17. The Bengals cover the 6.5 under 45 hit, obviously. Wayne Gallman, fantasy player of the week. Daniel Jones lost to what I think is being called a hamstring injury, maybe?
2: Yeah, the hamstring's what they said during the game. He got it wrapped. He tried to come back out. And as someone who has strained their hamstring on several occasions, that if if it's severe enough, you ain't coming back out. And he came back out and limped right back off. So, like, honestly, if I had to guess, this is just
1: you cannot
0: believe the Giants put it back out there. (laughs) <laughs> that's true. That's actually the most and true. And
1: the initial report on uh, Jones's hamstring is that it's pretty bad. That's from ESPN.com. No, that's,
0: that's that's
2: it, Lee. Like, I just mean not being a doctor, but knowing how these things work, four weeks, I feel like minimum. Like, a lot would have to go well for him to be like, out there in three games.
0: I mean, it's weird because they're in the playoff hunt. As not as anymore. His team. Eh. They're
1: not winning with Colt McCoy, Ryan.
0: But I'm saying, like, it's weird. You're in the playoff hunt. Do you want to force Daniel Jones out there? I mean he can't walk. I mean he will not be able to do
2: and he's the team's leading rusher. He can't never mind run, he can't walk. So there goes yeah.
0: bad offensive line. Rookie quarterback. Yeah, this is just me
2: speculating run. on when he can return because I'm not a doctor, but if it's a hamstring and it's severe, those things typically take a while.
0: I I I think this is probably Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, Wayne Gallman, and uh, Jason Garrett taking you down the home stretch. <laughs> yes. That's great news for Debo. <laughs> yeah. Debo, uh how do you feel about this division right now? Same as I felt all year. Great. So your your <laughs> optimism is. It's, uh, and
1: also, bad news for Ryan because he has to yeah. lose $20 because Giants aren't winning the division.
2: You guys, <gasps> hey, you guys are sleeping on Colt McCoy. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, just, Colt McCoy is not even sleeping on know, Colt I McCoy. Colt McCoy, Wayne Gaulman, and Jason Garrett. Those are your horses, Ryan.
1: Bring it on. Um... I'll just say real quick that this game was absolutely crazy. The Giants should have won like 51 to three and they just kept letting the Bengals hang around. Uh, seven of the Bengals 17 points came on a 103 yard kickoff return from Brandon Wilson, which is the longest play in franchise history. And look, this game was 19 to 10 with under three minutes left. You're up by three scores, Giants. No reason you should lose. The Bengals had one offensive drive this entire game and it came who scores. with under it came with under uh 3 minutes left and Brandon Allen led them down they scored a touchdown all of a sudden it's 19 to 17
0: the Just giants go over the
2: terrible dpi call in the end zone
1: okay well we don't need to talk about ref calls in this game do you really want to like debate <laughs> terrible dpi calls in the giants Bangles game uh and then the Giants punt, and the Bengals get the ball back. And the Giants almost lost on a punt return. Uh, the Bengals return. Alex Arison returns at 29 yards, like two steps away from housing this for a touchdown. And, and that would be a total Giants move to lose on two special teams touchdowns. But it didn't happen. They tackled him at the 50, and then Brandon Allen, Joe Burrows back up, fumbled it.
0: that they lose to the Bengals on two special teams touchdowns? I would say that's pretty bad if you're a special teams uh, <laughs> like Bill Belichick's former special teams coordinator and you can't handle like stopping the Bengals, who just are, I don't I don't recall having ever done very much on special teams in the entire like. Experience. It is
2: ironic that as many hits as Daniel Jones takes, the one hit he gets hurt on is like him falling down and sort of ripping his hamstring.
1: He wasn't even really hit on the play.
2: That's right, it was weird because I, I was trying to figure out okay how to get hurt. Um and then they you know they said the hamstring and he looked horrible when he hobbled off after coming back in for that one play. Yeah. But so Grant-
0: Wilson, I, yeah. So Wilson, that was the kick return. Yeah. They had not the Bengals did nothing yardage wise. I mean, yeah, because the
2: Giants marched down the field and scored. I don't remember what the touchdown was. It was a nice touchdown, and then immediately it was seven seven.
1: The Bengals had 155 yards of total offense and almost won this game. So that would have been like the Broncos almost winning. It was the, that equivalent. That's how bad. The Bengals offense was. And you know who started? Brandon Allen was at quarterback, not Brinson's boy, Ryan Finley, because he got benched before he actually even got the job.
0: Wow. Congratulations, Sorry, to Brandon Allen, for orchestrating a terrible offensive attack against the Giants. Let's get to winners and losers. Uh, Wilson, you want to start? Or you want me to start?
2: I'll start. My winner, San Francisco 49ers. They're back in it, baby. We
0: just laid out the reasons they have a really good
2: chance to, to um, replace the Cardinals as the seventh seed. Um, a lot of things have to go right over the next month, but um, they're in, in much better shape than they were 24 hours ago.
1: Um, who's your winner, Brenton? You don't have one ready? My winner is the Tennessee Titans. I was going to see if you stole it because mine was going to be the 49ers too, but Titans were my backup winner. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez, I mean, I was... we saw what the Titans did. This was their If they lose this game, there was no way they had any shot of winning the AFC South, but now not only can they win the division, you can get up there and get – Uh the second or third seed. And as I said earlier, I think one of the two best teams in the division, and they look unstoppable. Just be Derrick Henry, be Derrick Henry, be Derrick Henry.
0: Uh my winner is Raheem Morris. Forty-three to six over the Las Vegas Raiders, a potential playoff team. Raheem (laughs) Morris has got this defense cooking. They are locking people down. They're playing a lot better. And I think he's going to inspire somebody, whether it's Arthur Blank or somebody else, to give him another shot as a head coach. We had Again, we had LeGarrette Blunt on the Twitch show on Fantasy Football Today, and he said that he thought Raheem was just too young at the time. He was 33 when he got hired by the Buccaneers um, in 2009, I believe. They ran him off too quickly. They replaced him with Greg Schiano. Uh, there was a whole... Bunch of stuff going on in Tampa Bay. It was a bad environment. He's matured. He's, he's coaching really well and somebody needs to give him another chance. And I think he showed that as a big winner on uh, Sunday. Your loser.
2: Yeah, I agree. My loser is the team that make Raheem Morris your winner, the Raiders. Uh, as we sort of noted, we don't like that Derek Carr was the bad, bad, bad version of Derek Carr, which you hadn't seen much this year. You can't go to Atlanta and score six points. And now they have to face the Jets in New York, a team that blew their doors off a year ago, almost to the day, I think, by the time this game is played, maybe 51 weeks. So, yeah, and, and their their playoff chances are, are dwindling. So they've they got to figure some things out, figure them out quickly. Uh, where are they in the playoff race? They are two two spots out looking in at number seven, Indianapolis. So they're not in good, good shape
1: uh my loser is also a team that's not in good shape it is the arizona cardinals i have no idea what's going on out there anymore i don't know uh look this team was six and three they seemed like a shoe in to get to the playoffs and now they're just in a total free fall they lost to a patriots team they had no business losing to i don't know what if it's kyla murray's the person we blame if Cl- Cliff Kingsbury. Is the person we blame, but this was an absolutely ugly loss. There was a goal line stand there at the one yard line with under fifteen seconds left in the first half. All you gotta do is punch it in from one yard out. You have Kyler Merger quarterback. That should be easy. They could not do it. Uh, and now you gotta worry about them making the playoffs. And you know, if they don't make the playoffs, mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm. Uh, my loser is the Bears. No, we already ran it on. Probably should have saved the rant for right now. But look, you're five and one. You were the number one seed on October 26th. You were five and one, the number one seed in the NFC. You are tracking to have a bye in the playoffs. You are look like an absolute mortal lock to make the postseason two out of three years. Or is it three out of three years in the Monday? Two out of three years, right? You're talking about firing the guy. Or is it three out of three? Did you make it last year? No, they went eight and eight last year. They missed it last year. Oh, that's no, right. They lost to the Eagles on the on the, the yeah, the Nick Foles thing. Uh, anyway, two out of three years, you're gonna be in good shape, and you just can't stop losing football games. And Bears fans peacocking around in October, it's not a marathon, boys. It's not a sprint, boys. It's a marathon. You gotta learn. You got to learn how to win. You got to learn how to be there, how to be a winner. You can't just magically show up, go 5-1 and one with a bunch of fraudulent wins thanks to Nick Foles pulling a rabbit out of his ass and then expect that it's just going to keep going for 16 games. That's not how this works. You got lucky. You got bailed out by some weird, fluky stuff. And now you're paying the price for your cocky, bizarre behavior with your bushwhacker walking into stomping and all of that, Bears fans bet you're banged. You're screwed. You're dead. You're finished. It's over. And to add to Brinson's point, here is your fun fact for the
1: podcast. The Chicago Bears are just the second team in NFL history to lose five straight games after winning five of their first six to start the season. The By the other- way,
2: the fun fact of the podcast was the Home Alone fun fact. You can't steal my fun fact with that. Oh,
1: that, that was Ryan's fun fact. This is John's fun fact. This is the JFF. You had an RFF. Word. The only other team to do that to start off five and one and lose five straight is the 1967 San Francisco 49ers. As hmm.
0: Anthony Miller points out, the stuff's embarrassing. Truth. I think
1: he used a different word. Yeah.
0: By the way, did y'all hear uh, the other thing about Cedric so Garrett Blunt? Um, you were so close to being done on time. So we're doing the we're doing the Twitch stream. Robbie comes walking up. He needs something. And I had the mic muted and Robbie's like, oh, like he pops on. I was like, all right, I'll mute it. He goes, "Mamma mia, which is like a, like a little Mario phrase that he's been saying. I was like, can you say hey to Mr. LeGarrett? He goes, "More are like, he goes, hello, Poop Garrett. <laughs> he's called him Poop. He's like, what? He disrespectful. I don't know. It was, it was very, very careful right. parenting. Well, no way doubts that. That's
1: Annabelle calls Wilson Poop Wilson.
0: Love it, though. So Robbie calls. Yeah, we t- well, we taught Robbie to call Wilson Poop Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Old Poop Wilson, Stinky Wilson, what's up? <laughs> All right, for Poop Wilson, <laughs> poop Wilson. Stinky Leg Breach. i breach. <laughs> I will. I'll see you later.